Welcome to Naked and Raw. Hey everybody, this is Stormy. And this is the Jungle King. This is Naked and Raw, where we take your favorite songs and we break them down to the most naked and raw tracks. We'll dissect and explore some of the best music out there. So join us now as we find the hidden treasures between the tracks on Naked and Raw. Hey, hey, welcome to another Naked and Raw. (laughs) I am the Jungle King. I'm Stormy. And today we're going to start another two-parter. I don't know if this is a trend or not. These long-lived bands have You know, you're so right. Much. They deserve more than one show because they've been around for so long. So today's band is going to be Def Leppard. Remember those guys? Of course you do. They're still around. <laughs> they don't go anywhere. It's pretty much the right. same lineup still, too. Um, so we're gonna. what we decided we're going to do is we're going to give you a sample of early Def Leppard. Their first three albums were, you know, rock and roll, critical acclaim. Everybody seemed to like them. They had a few hits. And then mid-80s, drummer Rick Allen got in a car accident, lost an arm. And things changed for Def Leppard. They had to take some time off and kind of, you know, there was some rehab involved, I think. And and they came back and made the biggest album that they possibly could ever have made. So, And what album was that? The, well, the was album that? after the accident was Hysteria. Pre- but we're, we're going to do the album right before the accident, pre-Hysteria. This is from the album Pyromania. Mania, yes. mm-hmm. And the song we chose to do is... <laughs> rock, rock of Ages. Ages! Come on, it's one of the best rock and roll songs ever with the best rock and roll intro. We don't even know what that means. It means nothing. Nothing. Just, Just messing around. And we got, <laughs> we've, we've got some more deciphering that for you guys. Oh, yeah. Oh, there's some treats in this one. Yeah. This is going to be a long episode. I'm just going to warn you right now. This one's going to go probably 15 at least because there's so many fun things that we want to uncover in this song. All right. Let's give you a little sample. We're just going to listen a little bit here, and then we'll talk about the lineup and a little bit of the facts. But here's the raw tracks to Rock of Ages from 1983's Pyromania. Now, there's no effects on this. These are raw tracks without the effects. Here's something I never noticed. Wait, I'm going to solo this. This. Claps. Oh, yeah. What do you want? All right, so you guys are you're familiar with this, right? Come on. It's a big hit. All right, so let's, uh, let's break it down now. Let's talk about drummer Rick Allen. What can you tell us about Rick Allen, Stormy? Um, he beat his wife at the airport, and yeah. then he had to serve, do some a little com- community service, and then uh, <laughs> uh, he had to make some public service announcements denouncing domestic abuse for MTV. Right. And this was in the mid '90s. This was after yeah. the accident, so he'd already gone back on the wagon and had been drinking. Um, and I had an opportunity to work with uh, this band in the late '90s. And I happen to know that they were all clean and sober at that point. Their their writer was very specific. Do not 
approach this band with alcohol. Do not approach this band with drugs. This band is clean and sober, and they were all vegan. And they vegan, were, yeah, yeah. Really, really health conscious at that time. Now, I don't know where they're at right now, but this is in 1999, and they were very clean. Uh, but they put on a great show. So what I want to do is I'm going to solo the drums, and we're going to listen. This is Now, this is before Rick had the accidents. This is when Rick had two arms. So the drums you hear are real drums, although they sound like I'll try to solo the kick drum for you, and you'll hear that it's very gated. In other words, it's, it's, uh, it's chopped off. Um, the kick just comes real quick, quick attack, and then they and then they lop off the end of the sound, so it doesn't have a chance to um, decay. It's just a quick little attack, so it almost sounds electronic, but it's actually real drums. These are real drums. So here we go from the beginning, uh, Rock of Ages. This is Rick Allen and just the drum set. No, no cowbell. It's a different track. You can hear some vocal bleed through from the headphones. So let's break it down individually. Okay, I'm going to get rid of the cymbals, get rid of the toms, get rid of the snare, just kick. Super tight. No bleed, nothing in between. It's super gated, which means everything in the background has been removed. Add the snare. hi-hats real hi-hats you don't hear real hi-hats very much in the later Def Leppard albums and then some overhead so you get the cymbals what do you want real cymbals he does use real cymbals live and he does in most of the recordings but after he lost his arm a lot of the recordings were program drums he had to just kind of program it so he wrote the drum parts and he performed them but they're electronic okay so that's rick allen and the drum part to this let's go ahead and add the bass now something interesting about the bass on this song what's that ahead. there's one real bass which is what we're listening to right now i'm gonna go ahead and drop the drums out but then there's a lot of synthesizer basses. And this is this is where Def Leppard kind of broke away from the metalheads. Because remember, the metalheads were, you know, they, they were the Judas Priest guys. They were the, you know, the Motley Crue guys. They were not into Def Leppard primarily because it was poppy. Why was it poppy? Right here. Oh, yeah. These synthesizers. Okay. There's four synthesizer tracks on top of the bass, and they're just doing this. Here, let's get rid of them one at a time. Just this one right here. Listen, it sounds almost like a juice harp. I'll put them back in. Oh my god, that reminds me of Kraftwerk or something. Yeah, it's very electronica sounding, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. If you listen to this by yourself, there's no way you would know that this was, you know, a rock song by Def Leppard. No. Put the bass back in. Right now, this this song also has a lot of guitar tracks. How many? Uh, let's see: one, two, three, Ten? four, five guitar tracks. Five. But there's only two guys that actually play guitar. So what? So let's go ahead and we're gonna start. Let me get rid of these bass tracks. Let's go. Here we go. Guitar tracks. Oh, there's the solo. 
doing some backup vocals, sorry. So, just lots of guitars. And guitar synths. So you hear some keys along with the guitars. Those are synthesizers triggered by the guitars through a MIDI system. Okay, so one thing I want to do is I want to uh, I want to kind of isolate the guitar solo so you can hear the solo work. Uh, this was Phil Collin, I believe. Uh, it was his first album with them. They brought him in on this album. The last guy apparently had a drinking problem as well, and they had to let him go. So this was recorded when, Stormy? Uh, it was recorded in 82, released in 83. Okay, and they recorded it in... in England. So Parkgate Studios in England and as well as Battery Studios in London. Gotcha. And I, I, my understanding is that they moved to Ireland shortly after this because they were making too much money and they couldn't pay the taxes. Oh. So I don't wow. know that they ever went back to England to record after this album. This might be the last one. All right, listen to this guitar solo. This is Phil. Some hammer-ons. Whammy bar. Throw the other guitars in. And the guitar keys. Now that sounds like Def Leppard. Put the synthesizers with it. And the bass. That sounds pretty good. Got some background vocals in there on one of those tracks. Yeah, I feel Colin does the background. Alright, I'm going to go ahead and stop it there. Um, you said Phil Collins did some background? Uh, Phil Collin and Rick Savage both are backing vocals on this. Just, just on the aggressive parts with the lots of men sounds like cavemen kind of singing. But if you listen, we're going to isolate the vocals now, and I want you to, <laughs> I want you to listen to Joe Elliott's voice. You learn a lot about yes. Joe Elliott. The first thing you're going to hear is it's double-tracked, which means what they would do is they would have the singer come in and record the vocals and then try to match them as closely as possible and record another track and then put them together, which would layer it up. That was the whole idea anyway. So, uh, okay, I'm just going to I'm going to isolate the vocal tracks. And we've got some cowbell on here. They use the cowbell track for background vocals. Here, I'll get rid of that. So you can tell when he goes into the double vocal. Yes, I do. Because he just sounds like more than one guy. Let's go and let's shake a leg. We're going to blow like dynamite. I don't care if it takes so long. I'm going to set this sound. Put in the backgrounds. Come on. What do you want? 
Now, when this gets into the chorus, I'm going to listen. You can hear auto-tuning. Right through here. There. Is that it? Yeah, did you hear that? Yeah. That was that was digital auto-tuning. I didn't know they had auto-tuning back then. Yeah. I'm putting both of those tracks in. <laughs> Alright, another verse? No? Or is this the guitar solo part? Oh, the best part. He backmasks some... Okay, well, I don't want to spoil it. You'll hear it. There you know. Some claps. Guitar solo. Chicka ta ta ta. And then what happens right here? He says, suck it. And then what happens? What? What? Makes me think I'm watching a David Lynch movie. I know, right? <laughs> what is that? All right, I'm going to stop it right there. What in the world is that? So, now it's time for the reveal. I took that section, I isolated it, and I loaded it into a program called Audacity, which is free for all of you audiophiles that just want to mess around with sound. Audacity is a great program. It's totally free. It's easy to use. So easy to use. A-U-D-A-C-I-T-Y. Look it up online. Check it out. Have fun with it. You can load songs into it and play with them. You can record your own stuff. Uh, a lot of people use it for podcasts. We use it for ours. Um, but one of the cool things is you can highlight a track or a section of a track, and then you can just put it through a filter and reverse it. So I did that because I want to know what Joe was saying there. And to my surprise, I heard this. Now, <laughs> this is funny. Okay, just listen to this. Excuse me? <laughs> I think it was pretty clear. I mean, I don't know why they had to put it backwards, frankly, but one more time, just for fun. Let's just hear what, let's hear what Joe's singing here. <clears throat> Maybe I misunderstood what he was saying because it sounded different. Nope, that's what I heard. And then... How does he know that about Brezhnev? Well, that is... Okay, we knew about that. Okay, so... <laughs> apparently, you can do whatever you want if it's your record. You and, have, you, and you can get it on air if you play it backwards. And if you put say it, it backwards. backwards you, yeah. And you squeeze it in after the guitar solo. So, okay, so let's go ahead and let's see if we can find this. Let me see if I can find the actual part of the song where we heard that. So we're going to uh, we're going to drop in on that same part, but in the mix. So you've heard it the whole time. We, we, we just heard... You've heard the entire time you've ever heard this song. 
it sounded like this. Suck it. I'll turn it up a little bit. I've never noticed it before. Now I boosted the volume on it. It's a little more in the mix. <laughs> and there you go. Little Cold War, Cold War uh, commentary. I mean, when you think about it, that's exactly what it was. This was, what, you said 1982 when they recorded? It was recorded, yeah, in 1982. In 82, so yeah, that was right in the heart of the, you know, Reagan and Brezhnev Cold War. Wow. Gonna burn that damn place down. Alright, we're gonna let it ride out and let's listen to some burning fire. Which is just crinkled up cellophane in the studio next to our microphone. Sounds like fire. And then things don't fade out yet because there's still some raw tracks. So here's some extra drums just for fun. Except for these drums are programmed. These are not the drums that they used in the songs. Why are these here? Hmm. Maybe they were remnant from another song. We just don't know. But that's the end of it right there. It's going to die right there. Okay. Well, there they were. That was the raw tracks to Def Leppard, Rock of Ages, off of Pyromania from 1982-83 of my rock and roll soundtrack of life. Um, I remember, you know, riding in my buddy's pickup truck and popping these 8-track tapes into his dashboard, and this was one of them. Um, <clears throat> I remember liking Def Leppard, but thinking I'm not supposed to like Def Leppard. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I, like, I was into Ozzy at the time. I, was, yeah. I, wasn't, I wasn't a metalhead. Some of these guys were metalheads. I wasn't necessarily a metalhead, but, but there was that... You, you like Def Leppard? Those guys are exactly. pop. Exactly. Yeah. You yeah. Know? That's what that's what I was getting. I was like, oh, yeah. no, but I don't like pop. No, 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 no. Like, it wasn't okay <laughs> that these guys were, you know, yeah. stretching the boundaries a little bit. Little did they know that they were actually, you know, breaking ground for all the rock pop bands that came after them in the mid, you know, the mid 80s. Um, but this one, this was a good album for them. Pyromania was a huge album. In fact, it would have been number one in the United States if it weren't for a certain Michael Jackson Thriller, thriller yeah. which you know pretty much hogged up the charts and the the video airplay for that entire year so um you know way to go michael jackson thanks a lot <laughs> i, lo I love michael jackson i actually love michael album, jackson yeah. a lot so i can't actually dog michael jackson but but this album really was a great album and uh it made it to number two on the billboards um the song in particular and uh and they had a lot of hits from this album so anyway we're rambling it's time to wrap it up come back for part two of Def Leppard we're going to bring you from the 1986 album Hysteria. Hysteria pour some sugar on me you don't want to miss it come on back <laughs> 